0: the Best Self Podcast. Today, we have got David, Mr. Utah, Fia Fia in the house. Yes, I did my homework. Big city was big time in high school. And uh, I'm Brad Dalton. And thank you guys for being here. We are 30 country strong and 245 plus city strong at the time of this recording. So thankful for all of you guys. Really appreciate it. We are in another week of our best fit series with coach Fia Fia with Idaho state university. And, uh, he does have an awesome background. He played, uh, played at Utah state. And I think one of the strengths you have has probably made you a better coach is that you floated a little bit. You know, you were a running, you came in a, a, kind of a high profile type running back, Mr. Utah. And then you end up uh, moving to receiver, probably some sort of kind of a slot guy. Yep. You know, and then you move back to running back and kind of had to wait your, wait your time to be the guy. And then you end up being an all-conference, kind of all-purpose kind of guy. And, and now you're coaching. Yep. So anyway, thanks for coming on, buddy.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Brad. Uh, pleasure to be here and excited to, to be with you today.
0: Yeah. We have, we have common friends, and that's kind of how we hooked up. And just knowing the kind of people you associate yourself with, uh, I'm really excited for this because uh, I really respect those guys. And in our conversations leading up to this, first class dude, all the way, a grinder, the kind of kid I have a kid in high school. I would love if my kid were to play for someone like you. I so, it. anyway, and you, you are the associate head football coach there at Idaho State as well. So, um, we are talking about recruiting, and parents are, and, and this, this whole series began because parents and players were reaching out a lot, and they're, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have or how little money you have, uh, oh, there's, there's so many people out there that don't know what to do, don't know the right questions to ask, and, and who to talk to, and how to even address an email. So, gonna pepper you with questions, okay. and then we're gonna kick you to the curb. Awesome! I'm ready for it. <laughs> All right. So when when you go and you speak to a recruit, uh, whether it be they're on a let's just say that you're speaking to a recruit, you go into a school, and you know they come in at break or they come in at lunch or or whatever. They come in. What are some of the things you're looking for in that conversation?
1: Um, one of the big things that I actually look for personally uh, is I want to see how they carry themselves, uh, their demeanor. Um, you know, how they, how they sit, how they talk, um, how they walk and, and, and talk and act like in front of their head coach um, that's usually there um, or other teammates. Um, do I perceive them as a leader to their, their, their peers that are also or that may or may not be in the room as well? Um, and then um, we just kick it off with just, you know, just one-on-one conversation of just how they're doing, um, what life's like, and then kind of just jumping down a checklist that we typically have of, of going down grades, um you know how how they are off the field, what they like to do what they enjoy what's what's home life like um and but one of the biggest things is uh seeing how they carry themselves i want to see themselves carry them i want to see them carry them, them themselves with uh you know with confidence. I want someone who's confident and and passionate about what they're doing if really playing college football is something they're serious about
0: right that is so gratifying to hear you say. I, I didn't hear you say one thing in there about their stats. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't be talking to them if they didn't have some sort of plus skill set. But, sure. but, yeah, I mean, if you're going to build a culture and you have a culture that you're building or have built where you're at, and like every other coach, you're wanting, aren't you trying to find, for you guys, you're trying to find the best fit for that culture, right? You, that's, isn't that the greatest thing about being a college coach is the opportunity to shape? Your organization?
1: Yes. Um, that's one of the biggest things um, or the biggest perks that we have as college coaches is we have what, you know, most kids want. They want to play college sports, a division one sport. Um, and we, we hold that in our hands and be, and uh, for the opportunity to be able to extend that to a kid, a family um, can change, can be life-changing for, for some, if not most. Right. Um, and so, um, we are specifically looking for a type of person, a type of player um, that fits our, the mold that we're looking for. Because our, our mold is not the same as even uh, the guys in the state up the road at Boise State or in Idaho, or even down the road at Utah State or at Weber. You know, we have, a, we, have a different, we have different dynamics here at Idaho State that sets us apart. And so uh, a kid that might fit into another program, might not fit into our program. And so I think that goes along with the due diligence part as a, as a college coach and a recruiter is trying to identify um, not only what we're looking for, but if that kid has what it takes to be successful here at Idaho State.
0: Yeah, I think that's real. I mean, there's so many good nuggets there. Just, and just because they're not what you're looking for doesn't even mean they're a bad person or that they aren't a great fit for somebody else. They just specifically with your roster – they might not be a good fit for
1: you. Not at all. Yeah. And that's, oh. and that, and that's one of the two things that I, I, one of two things that I tell my guys, um, as I'm recruiting from and I actually stole this from coach Steve Fita, um, who I coached here with at Idaho state is number one, be upfront and honest, and I will do the same. And then number two, do what's best for you and your family. Um, because at the end of the day, I'm going to do what's best for me and our university. And, yeah. uh, Regardless if our paths uh, meet and you end up becoming a bangle or not I think um, we can walk away as friends and, and I've had it happen numerous times um, just playing with guys that we re- recruited in conference that may or not opted to come here or we didn't go on um, that played other schools and after the game uh, and then I see them hey what's up coach and I tell them hey man I'm so proud of you seeing you being successful here I know you're not a bangle but hey appreciate all what you're doing and and our, our relationship. And so just to have a kid come up after a game and kind of say that and like, Hey, I appreciate your, our friendship and um, how you handled the situation. It's, it puts me at ease to know that as long as both sides are doing those two things, I don't think as a college coach can really be upset.
0: Right. Speaking of family, kind of off topic, uh, seven children, you're (laughs) either crazy or amazing or both. Yeah, I think it's more crazy. Number one, I'm not
1: the boss. And so um, my <laughs> wife's the boss, so that's what she's hey, she's the one that, that told me she wants to have a lot of kids. And so I'm like, Hey, you're the boss and you're the one having them. So um, I, I support you. I support you 100%. But yeah, I highly recommend that if you, if you want to become a college football coach, that you don't go that route of having seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what would you say the most common questions you ask, just give me, Like you kind of covered already, but you're in that meeting with the kiddo, that player. What are the most common two or three questions you will ask? If you ask nothing else, these are the two or three. Number one is usually
1: do love football. And it's, it's, it's crazy to see how they respond. Mm. They become uneasy. You see how they respond. They don't carry a lot of confidence with it. You Mm. know, and I, I followed up with, um, do you love football or do you love being recruited? Mm. Um, you know, because that kind of sets us apart from Boise State, Idaho, I, Utah State, Weber. I mean, like I said, we have different dynamics here. And if you love the recruiting process and you're looking for the bright lights and I'm, and I'm up front with them, i might, like, you know, Idaho State might not be for you. You know, and then um, number, no, another question or number three would be, um, what are you looking for um, in a university or the school that you want to play for? Right. Let them answer um, and see if we fit and see if we see eye to eye. And hopefully they have some follow-up questions that they're, that I'm able to answer. And if, if I don't have the answers, I always tell them, Hey, I'll get back to you. As soon as I get back, if I don't have the answer for you right now, I'll get, when I get back, I'll get you the answer.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Kind of probably maybe a question you probably don't normally get asked. I, I had a, someone on the podcast uh, named Shannon Rose a couple weeks ago and she, her thing is she, Consults with businesses, and she calls her a love-based business expert. And yeah. you know, like Starbucks is a love-based business, Chick Fil A, uh, more locally, uh, like Dutch Brothers. You know, they're all really good at customer service. Yeah, that's that's their thing. Would you say that uh, the coaching world is like that? I mean, is that something you guys strive for? Is that something a recruit should strive for? I mean, is it is it good to have empathy be a priority in that whole process?
1: I do think so. Um, we're actually going through um, you know a couple of situations here where we're trying to work through uh, the pandemic altogether. You know, mm-hmm. this is my first first go at it um, in our in my lifetime or in all of our student athletes' lifetimes. Yeah. Um, empathy, empathy is something that is is critical more trying to understand where who they are where they're coming from and trying to work um to a middle ground where we see eye to eye and it, and it's and it's we're staying competitive and we're, but we're not being com- combative on regardless of where we're, what we're talking about right. uh, well during the recruiting process I, I do believe um that is something that we I strive for I can't speak for all you know and I've seen different different coaches do different things sure. and you know, they, we have our old school coaches that only want this that the other and if you don't fit in that if you don't fit in that then you're not for us you know I've seen it and for some it doesn't for others um for me personally um I think that's that's one of the joys that I have in recruiting is being able to get to know a player one-on-one with his family his background um and what he really wants in life and if I can be of of help to help him accomplish that and then I've seen it from, you know, I've been able to be here for for five years, and I've seen the first class come all the way through um, where they started from the recruiting process and then coming through their freshman year till graduation to see our relationship continue to build because of how we started our our, um, relationship through understanding who they are and where they're coming from and me letting them know, sitting in their living room and telling their family that when they come to Idaho State, I, it is my personal job to make sure that they are successful there.
0: Yeah. And I asked that question because for me personally, if I were being recruited, I would want to be recruited by someone that understands me, like relates, like if you're not relatable, how are you going to be, how are you going to coach if you can't at all? And it doesn't, you don't have to be young or old, Yeah. but you have to have to understand, you have to understand how people feel and how, how they need to be best coach. I mean, you might need to light someone up and and that fires them and they get, they get after it and that they, they're hungry for that. And then you might have another kid who might go into the fetal position if you light them up. Yeah. I don't know my stuff. So you chose Utah state for your college destination when you were a player Mm -hmm. and I was kind of doing some, research on you it sounded like a lot of it had to do with familiarity you had two brothers that went there Uh, one or both your brothers beat utah while they were there and i'm sure that's something they were excited about was familiar familiar was familiarity at the top of your list of things that were important for you what was important for you at that time when you were a young guy maybe you got it maybe you didn't get it i don't you want to explain that
1: yeah it, I think it, thinking back now, I think it had to do with that. And um, number one, I'm a first generation born and raised here in America. Um, both both of my parents migrated here from the islands of, of Tonga. And so me being the first uh, grandchild or first child, but first grandchild in our, my extended family to uh, be able to attend college uh, was a huge factor. And um, being very family oriented Um, it more had to do with how comfortable my parents were and where I was going and and when you say familiarity um, I think that did play a huge factor in me going there and and becoming an Aggie was not only being able to see they're actually they're actually my older cousins um but yeah and, and my my dad actually grew up in their dad's home um long story short and so yeah i do i do consider them brothers but um we are cousins but that i know i I spent times in logan um prior to me even attending um utah state but that that sense of security from my parents standpoint and their view um, made it even more made made it even more sweet that i had family there already and that i get too far from them um they're just down the street and if i need anything they'd be there but yeah being having the familiar, familiarity of having them there um, and knowing that I had older cousins there made, made it easy, made an easy choice.
0: Cool. Uh, so a kind of shifting gear is not really a good segue, but sending emails. I know you probably get flooded with them. Uh, I coached briefly in college and I remember some of the stuff that I would get What, what, can we go over a couple things? One, what should they put in their subject line? And then two, what should be in it? Like length, video, what, what should those two things look like? If I'm a kid, I could be a football player in Europe right now, or I could be a kid in the Midwest right now. What does that look like?
1: The one, well, I'll tell you this. I, I probably get anywhere from 50 to 75 emails per day from recruiting services or recruits. Um, and I can tell you this, majority of the ones that I do actually go through and read through are the personalized ones. It's not the one that starts with coaches. That means I, I'm getting thrown into he's just sending out a mass email, and it's not, hey, Coach Fia Fia or that the subject line is Coach Fia Fia, da-da-da. Give me something that gives me something that per, personalizes them to me or to Idaho State that, that I can see that they've spent some time understanding who we are here at Idaho State or who I am as a, in what position I coach, whether it's with running backs or special teams. Um, and then going into the email, I mean, it needs to be a, just a, a synopsis of just a brief description of who they are, what position they play, and then highlight film um, if kids have transcripts, that's I call that a golden nugget. <laughs> like that's that's something that's golden for me because then I don't have to respond back and be like, okay, hey, I need your transcripts, I need your test scores, so something of, of that nature. Where I know guys or kids or families are starting at a pretty early age, you know, even right now where I have ninth graders sending me emails too. But I mean, even if it's just their first semester, that gives me a, an automatic, okay, this kid knows what he's talking about. I see his grades. He has a, he has a 3.5 and higher. Okay. This kid. Okay. I watch his highlight, watch it for the first couple minutes. You know, if I, if I don't like it, I'll, I'll respond back to him on things that he needs to correct. Um, and then just basically, yeah, just something short and concise and clear along with transcripts, um, test scores and a, and a highlight film, a, a yeah. short, highlight film, not the 15 minute one, not the one that you're creating for your senior year. I want the, I want your best, Five to ten clips
0: that jumps out
1: at me right now. Why I should keep watching?
0: Right, that is really good. I mean, I I know you're just speaking the truth, but has, that, that is really important for kids to understand. Because, like you said, you're getting fifty to seventy-five, and you're not going to watch a fifteen-minute video highlight session. For sure. And you don't you don't have time for a humongous scrolling email. Yeah. You just need the meat stuff that's going to grab your attention and And then some a short video. Okay, cool. That is great. For um, this is kind of a weird year, but in a normal year, because we got freshmen, sophomores, juniors, to be seniors all listening, what what are some of the let's just talk football. Uh, what are some of the best ideas in terms of them going out and getting exposure? They can send you video and all that, but you know they have seven on seven sir, uh, circuits. They obviously I have team camps. What are some of the best ways to get the most eyeballs on you at one time?
1: Um,
0: you want any suggestions? Advice, yep,
1: my my suggestion would be to to camp hop. You know, I, I think even the guys that I'm heavily recruiting, um, you know, they try to set up their they uh, they try to set up their calendar so they can at least spend one session with us. Um, and then I advise them like, hey, if you're really looking to expand. Or, or broaden your uh, recruiting profile is visit multiple schools, but also within those schools that you're visiting are the schools that are, you're realistic about as well. Um, you know, you're not, don't come from Alabama's camp to Idaho state's camp. And then you're, you really want to go to Alabama and you're a FBS guy and you're coming down here just to get, just to get recruited, just so you can post my 15th offer um, yeah. from Idaho state. I mean, it's, uh, it's someone that's, that's realistically, um, taking us into consideration on when, if, and when they make their decision on, you know, their top five schools or or what have you. But um, it is, it is to, I think it is reaching out, personalizing things, um, whether it's through email or through a text message or, or whatnot, but be out there and understand that how you're carrying yourself also goes a long way. Cause I'm not only going to ask, I'm not number one, let me, let me probably say this too, which is probably really important is I'm going to ask your head coach before I ask your trainer who you are and what you do, because typically you're paying your trainer or a service to put your name out there versus a head coach who you don't pay uh, to put your name out there. And so when I come in, when I come into your high school, I'm going to be more, I'm, I'm going to take into consideration um, what your high school head coach says than the guy that you go after school to go work out with
0: yeah that's great that is such good stuff for them to hear uh we've got like a minute left okay goes fast okay uh, you've got 30 to 45 seconds to talk to all these people all these listeners on how they can be the best version of themselves how can they be the how can they be better than the previous best version of themselves? You got 30 to 45 seconds. Go. Number
1: one, set your expectations, understand it, be clear. Okay, I think clarity is something that's huge that um, gets misconstrued sometimes in, in social media. So be clear on what your expectations are. Number two, follow through. Okay, with whatever it is, follow through. Next is be accountable. Be accountable for everything in the classroom, off the field, in the weight room, on the field, um, in in all aspects of your life. And then last but not least, be grateful. Be grateful. I think if you have uh, gratitude in your heart and understand that uh, you have an opportunity that most kids don't have or all kids don't have, um, I think you're going to go a lot further in life with or without sports.
0: That is awesome. I, I, I I read a study one time that talked about how you can't be grateful and stressed at the same time. So, anyway, thanks, buddy. It was short, and it was sweet, and it was awesome. And for those of you that are out there, if you're wondering if he's really this nice and really this cool of a cat, uh, he is. Good dude. So, I really appreciate you, man. And best of luck this fall, and uh, we'll be rooting for you.
1: Appreciate it. Go Bengals.
0: Have a good one.